The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking to the house. Right now, I'm going solo. That's okay, not unfamiliar territory. And I'm gonna do the best I can to represent for my co-host, Dr. C. Victor Herbert, Trey III. What's on my mind? Well, first thing I wanna talk about, and we talked about it before in this platform, the PGA Tour and the Live Tournament. What the hell? Uh, what happened? So, if you don't know, they have suddenly decided to merge together as one. Let's go. Let, let's go back a little bit. A couple years ago, the Live Tour starting out backed by Saudis, paying these some of our best players, PGA golfers, high dollars, millions of dollars to start a new tour to compete a rival against the PGA Tour. And so you had one camp of PGA pro golf, historical, uh, traditional golfers. And then you got this upstart live tour that's beginning. And they were at odds. It was the Hatfields against the McCoys. Well, I couldn't be mad at those that went to the live tour. When somebody offered you millions of dollars where you probably weren't going to make it on the PGA Tour, you're going to take it. I'm not going to tell anybody not take the bag. And they did. And then the PGA folks, Tiger Woods, Rory, uh, Mackle, hey, he's saying, no, you guys are, are, are the bad guys. Essentially, it's one guy against the other guy, and they're talking terribly about the other, live tour PGA. PGA. And then suddenly, just last week, just suddenly, they're, now they're going to be one in a year or two. So that's not the problem that they merged. Wasn't a problem that they split. But the problem I have is how you merge. It's right. It's like cloak and dagger kind of thing. It's uh, seep in secrecy. And to today, there is no intel on how it came about. And even those that were at odds with one another, they don't know what happened. So I think they need to clean it up. And I'm talking about you in particular, the PGA commissioner, and your name escapes me right now to save my life. However, when there's lack of communication, when people don't know, especially those who are staunchly uh, supportive of you, uh, Mr. Commissioner for the PGA Tour, you need to be able to talk to them. You need to tell them what's going on, what's potentially going to happen, and that you're going to push this button. And Jay, Monahan, okay, yeah, thank you. My producer's in my ear and I say, I appreciate that. And then, Live Tour, Saudi, what, what's going on with you? You guys are going to be the upstart. You guys are going to put the golf world on its ear. 
and then you sell out or you merge. Why? What happened? Come on, give me something. Give me something to chew on. Give me the backstory. How you guys came about? That's what I want to know. Is how you how this came about when you were so believing on your particular stance two years ago, and now it's like you don't believe. And so, uh, that's the only problem I have. Go make your money. You're still gonna make millions of dollars, whether it's the PGA Tour slash Live Tour, or if it's just PGA. And if there's a merger. And it's going to happen. You guys are going to make tons of money. But there's a lot of people that have egg on their face today. There's a lot of people that are looking very terrible. Again, it comes down to communication. That's what I want to start out with. That's not even my biggest problem. My biggest problem, it's, it's summertime. The NBA is over. We got baseball. Football is around the corner. Pro camps are starting up. This is like the dog days. You're looking for information. You're looking for sports to watch. I watched baseball last night for the first time. My Dodgers, and they took it under chin. Kershaw was giving up them panties, and it was like, golly, come on, Kershaw. This is my first game, and you guys want to take it on the chin like this? I got a chance, of course, to see the next game was the... Um, the Yankees I saw, Yankees against the Mets. That's a nice little rivalry in New York. And the Yankees took it on the chin. But what I want to take away from the Yankee game is um, how they're faster. Stealing homes on the base paths. Aaron Judge is on the DL. Okay, cool. Power hitter. Stanton, power hitter. He couldn't do nothing last night. But how they put their people in motion, uh, put runners in scoring position. And I really... I'm a Yankee fan from afar. Uh, so Aaron Boone, uh, as coach, I like what I see. I like the product that you put out there. And it's going to be interesting to see how you guys, uh, uh, your season unfolds. And it's still early. Dodgers, third place in your division. You look at you behind the Diamondbacks. Uh, I kid, because I know it's a long season. And there's going to be a lot of highs. And there's going to be a lot of lows. So, uh I still expect you, Dodger, being a Dodger fan, I expect you, Dodgers, to be at the top in the end. But such a large turnover in the years. I'm talking about Trey Turner and, and the uh, other Turner on third base. And so um, Seager, you, Corey Seager, you used to have a shortstop. Uh, you got Mookie Betts because of injury playing second base. You got... Uh, Lutz and I mean some people I don't even know I don't even know some of these guys and that's me that's on me I had to tune in I had to pay attention but one thing I do know is Dave Roberts Dave Roberts is still the coach and I trust in Dave Roberts but I just want to see good quality baseball and I'm going to start now that the NBA is over I got to tune in to baseball which is a little bit slower but I am aware of the some of the rule changes a pitch clock Batters need to step in. There's only so many uh, mound visits that you can have. Each time a pitcher comes in, he has to face a minimum amount of, of batters. They're speeding up the game. So I haven't got a chance to immerse myself into the game yet to just see the difference. But what I hear is everybody's in favor of the differences because now it's two and a half hours versus three to, four to five hour games. And so everybody is thumbs up on, the, on several other rule changes. Looking forward to that. And then you got uh, Otani and the Angels. Somebody needs to find out what they're going to do. He is a star. No, he's a 
uber star. Angels, are you going to be able to keep him? He pitches very well, and he can slug with the best of them. Angels, yeah, it's still Anaheim. It's still L.A. somewhat, but you can't put pieces around him and make him relevant in October. That's what it's really about, making your name, making your fame in October. And so this is taking it to the house, and this is my opinion. He is not going to be an angel after this season. I don't see it. Yankees will be calling. Dodgers will be calling. Does he, will he go for the bag or does he want, does he want to be able to play late in the season into the October? I think that's what every little boy grows up to want to play is in the World Series. You just don't want to play 182 games and then that's it. That's the end of your season. Yeah, you may make a lot of money doing that, but people want to go into October and play. September, October, late fall, uh, early winter. That's what they want to do to make their name. So Otani, I expect him to move. That's my take. We're going to pause and come right back, getting into the NBA. Always bring this up. A lot of people don't realize you play basketball. And going into this year, you were the leading rebounder returning in the, in the area. Like, how much did basketball help you on the football field? You know I'm saying? So Darius Buffy just graduated San Diego State. I can't remember. I don't know if he started three or four years, but the dude was a phenomenal standout at uh, El Dorado. And then he went and he'd been playing cornerback, you know what I'm saying, at San Diego State. You know what I'm saying? But typically what happens is people forget about, you know what I'm saying, athletes and stuff like that. That's in, uh, you know what I'm saying, that's going out there doing stuff. Yeah. So, and we want to we want to really just pull back the veil a little bit and get into the mind of what a high major Division One athlete goes through the process to make a decision on where they're going to spend the next four or five years of their life. So I resigned like the day of my last playoff, my last high school football game. So that happened, and with that happening, I was like, all right, I got to reopen it back up because, you know, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, I didn't know if my running back coach was going to stay or not, and I thought he was going to stay at the time, but if he didn't stay, I was like, I'm not going to go there anymore. We're back. The NBA is finally crowning a, a champion, and I, for one, need to apologize to Nugget Nation, Denver Nugget Nation. I did not see this coming. I didn't expect it to come. Matter of fact, I'm being an LA guy. When you swept me, you got my attention. You opened my eyes. You busted my head wide open. And I have to ask the question, can they repeat? Because that's that's just normal, right? Can they repeat? Yes, they can, because nobody else can. That's the answer to that. But young, under 30, they're still in their prime, just coming into their prime. Um, Pretty much everybody, their core is signed and intact. Will they have the disease of me or will they continue? And Michael Malone being the coach, will he be able to keep them together, focus on the team versus me? And I find him fascinating being Michael Malone. I find him a very good coach. Uh, I believe in the finals. Eric Sposter is one of the best coaches, coach of Miami, one of the best coaches probably top two or three in the NBA today. And he may go down as one of the top 10 of all time when it's all said and done. That's just my take. I believe Michael Malone outcoached 
Eric Spolster. If you notice the zone that the Heat were running on Denver, Denver said, oh, wow, okay, you got me. I, I, I got I to gotta figure it out, and they did. Now you put uh, the big guy, the, put the joker in the post, feed everything through him, and he's a willing passer, and you break it down immediately. He's tall. He's a willing passer. He's a very good passer, and or he'll just turn around and shoot a bunny right over it. Your tallest guy who could not match up Bam or whoever, Zeller, whoever, they could not match up with the Joker. So that's one of the reasons why they can repeat because there's nobody in the league, in my humble opinion, that can match up with the Joker. So can they repeat? Yes, they can. Will they is a totally different question. Uh, Jamal Murray, man, oh man, you put the world on notice. You told everybody, I'm that guy. I admire your humility, Joker, you as well. Uh, you guys are not braggadocious. You're not popping your own collar. You're not trying to put any shine higher than the team. Everything was team oriented from the way, from their style of play to your comments. So Denver Nation uh, to the Joker, Michael Malone to Jamal Murray, to the team in its entirety. Congratulations. Uh, you guys are deservedly the champions of the NBA. You closed out well. You did well. You gave Miami one game. They should not have gotten that game. That's where your coach called you out, but you buttoned it up. You got it together, and you took care of business. A 5-1 series, uh, deciding series. Um, so great job. Great job. So we got to go to if we're in the in the NBA, we got to talk about the Lakers. What will the Lakers do? Well, my co-host will be here, and we're going to get into the Lakers rotation, the Lakers team. Uh, what are they going to do in the off season after the break? Well, we're joined by our co-host, Dr. C. Victor Herbin. Bruh, it's good to have you back because I was going, I was going wide open like a stallion. The barn door was open and I ran out of it. Now they try to rein me back in. Okay, well, glad you're here, brother. Clearly, I talked about a few things and I shared it with you in the green room. What are your thoughts? Where's your head been? We have missed you. We have missed talking sports. What's on your mind? Well, I tell you, it's great to be back with the fans. It's obviously great to be back with you. Uh, traveling, bro. Traveling. I mean, and, and it, it's been great travel. You know, it, we kind of forget some of the things we missed out when COVID. Yes, it felt like it's been an eternity, but it's really only been two years since we've been removed from COVID. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to reconnect, uh, reconnect with family, traveling the country, traveling the world. And I just came back from L.A. And I'm going to tell you, you know, January 2020 was a rough time for not only Laker fan, but this for, you know, Laker uh, lovers, uh, uh, Kobe lovers, man, uh, because of that tragic incident, like almost set the whole, just put the whole earth off another axis. You know, January 2020, he, he passes a tragic death, him and Gianna and, and, the, and that, that crew on that helicopter. And what, 60 days later, we have COVID? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I had a chance to go to LA and bruh, I saw murals, man. 
And mm. there's this mural right around the corner from the Staples Center. Yes, I'm gonna call the Staples Center, screw crypto, okay? <laughs> the Staples Center, man. And you're talking about epitomized black, the Mamba mentality, it even has a, a pictorial of Gianna and as, as she's an aspiring basketball player. Bro, it had this snake, this black mamba, and this Kobe with this intense look. Um, that was that was impressive, man. And so really being able to go back almost like the Mecca of where it all began as we're closing out the NBA season, but the Mecca where it all began, seeing so much history, but really being able to see the value of what Kobe brought. I also had opportunity to go to Boston, Massachusetts, Springfield, Massachusetts. Yes, it may be exciting for uh, Steve to hear about Boston, but I was in Boston. I went to the NBA Hall of Fame. Yes, your boy, but where I went to the NBA Hall of Fame, and there they also had an outstanding tribute to Kobe. Uh, so this last couple of weeks, while I may have been off the grid, I've been in the element of sports and learning more about our fine country, learning more about family, and it's reconnecting. So it wasn't in vain, but I can tell you what, bro, it, it's great to be here. And yes, there's been a lot that's happened in the sports world since we had the opportunity to chat. And so, I mean, I know you already talked about it, but are you happy that the Denver Nuggets are hoisting a trophy and becoming the first time ever in their franchise since 47 years? I mean, like, what, like, as an NBA fan, as a Laker fan, what do you think about that story? I am happy. One, it's a new champion. 47 years since they, well, their first title in 47 years. And so I, I like that backstory. I like their, they're heroes, yet they're humble. I like that. I like seeing somebody, and it's hard to hate against them, right? It's not like I've been knowing them and it's the hated Boston Celtics. Uh, no, I don't hate them. I just, they're rivals for an LA fan. So you talk about Jamal Murray, coach Michael Malone, the Joker, KCP, former Laker. You talk about uh, Mr. Green and, and, and many of their players who have not won anything anywhere else at any other level. Uh, I'm just happy because not as an NBA fan, but just as a fan of the story, the success story, having the climb that proverbial mountaintop succeeding and achieving. So uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. But if you're a fan of the other NBA teams, can you be happy when your team doesn't win? Well, I'm that fan. I, I could say yes. Yes. What do you have to say? What is your take? Yes. I can say yes, resoundingly. I, I'm excited. And I will tell you one thing I am excited because, uh, shall we say, and maybe I'm late to the party, a star is born. Look. I know I didn't give the, the Nuggets credit. You and I spoke about it many times over the summer. Like, okay, I don't think they've been tested. You know why? Because they're in a small market. And the NBA did not do a great job. I'm going to blame the NBA. They did not do a great job of marketing the success of this team, the talent of this team. I was I was also one that says, who is Joker? The last two years he's won the, uh, the MVP. Who is this cat? I wasn't watching those games. Bruh, this dude. It's like playing football and you have that running back and the team says, we're going to run up the gut until you stop me. That's the same thing I looked at Denver. Hey, you know it's coming. You just stop him. That dude's averaging a triple-double. And it ain't no small triple-double, not like 12 points, you know, 10, 10 assists, you know, 10 rebounds, like a small triple-double. No, dude is balling with 30, 20, 50. I mean, like he is getting it. 
And so what I like about the story is he has said, as humble as he needs to be, uh, from a from an NBA player, really used to a very um, boisterous and preposterous uh, 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 personality. He's not that. In fact, after they won, he said, "Hey, can we go? Can we go home? I already get back to Serbia." They're like, "Yeah, you got a parade." He and he huffs a parade. Man, aren't we done yet? So just to see him saying, "Look, I handled my business. Let me go on with life and come back." Not that he's dismissive of the of what it means to be an NBA uh, champion, but also shows. I am a basketball player. I am a man that happens to be a basketball player. This is my life, but it is not my life. And so him uh, still being able to attack it as the eight to five, but then really say, okay, we have finished. I have other things and other interests, but he has such an appreciation for the game. So the star is born is what I learned. And yes, I'm happy uh, that the Nuggets were able to do it. I'm, I'm upset that they had to go through the Lakers to do it. Uh, I don't think the Lakers are even uh mentioned <laughs> to the point they were just a speed bump because I at least wanted to get one game. But to see what Joker did, man, and how he did it. Uh I'm not saying he's you know Shaquille O'Neal level and the most dominant. I'm just saying at this stage in this NBA, I don't know what the answer is for that guy because he brought it. And so from the storyline to the original question, I, I'm happy to see what they were able to do. And maybe it's one of those things that sparks other players in the NBA, namely those on wearing the Los Angeles Lakers purple and gold to say, okay, you know what? If we want it, we need to go get it. Uh, forget about Golden State. Forget about uh, uh, Memphis. Denver Nuggets is that team if we want to level up and be about that business. AD, the clock is on you now, for real. That clock is on you. Well, you being late to the party, you're not alone. There are millions. Of, there are several NBA fans, the casual followers who did not know Joker, two-time MVP. Okay. Should have been three-time MVP. I think they got Joker fatigue. Why? You talk, you blame the NBA. Well, the writers who vote for and many who voted for Joker saw this. You and I were late to the party. We did not respect him. We did not respect him. And he said, come here, you're going to respect me. You're going to respect me in the most humblest way. And I'm going to show you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to show you. And he will he opened up our heads to the white meat. He sure did. He took your team, my team, used them like a tool, okay, and then threw them away. Like, like at the park when you see the little rubber thing on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh they threw it out. Yeah. We were used to like that little rubber thing, yeah. And he threw us away, disposed of us as Laker fans, as Laker Nation. And then he got everybody else. Uh, he put Denver on the map. The other backstory is to see the stars of old, you know, the old Denver Nuggets. We're talking about the Alex Englishes, you know, to see them come out, you know, who did not, the Dan Issels, who did not uh, doom a lot, but win, but couldn't ever get the chip. And so I, I just like the backstory. But you and I were just late to the party. You will take notice next year. I bet you will. Because you said it. He may not be Shaq with force. But when you're the most dominating person with these rules of the game today, that's Shaq like. When you cannot be stopped, 
when there's no answer for you that is Shaq like and then everybody has to scratch their head how are we going to match up how are we going to beat them so coaches are in the lab today how are we going to stop the Joker because he can get 30 but he can get those 20 assists or 20 rebounds he can get he can beat you in more than one way and so he can shoot the three. He can post you up. He can turn right. He can turn left. He can bring the ball down off the glass and dribble and start the start the offense as a point center. Better than Shaq. So you heard it here first. He is Shaq-like. He is that unstoppable force. And for the rules as they are today, because he can bang inside, He's bigger than anybody inside, and he can take you outside and bring your big man out, and you still can't guard the three. They, they, they're, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and they are a force. The other thing, too, man, I love how they, he celebrated, man, like a big kid. You saw him take Jamal Murray, jump in the pool, force him into the pool, celebrating, drinking. He's having his beer, and everybody else is getting drunk, celebrating. And as much money as they make, when the champion does win, how they revert to little boys, you know, just like you and I would jumping up and down and playing those all those years in the backyard, counting three, two, one and making that game winning shot against nobody but yourself. But they get to the mountaintop and they win and then they revert to the little boys. So, I, yes, I'm excited to get back to answering your question again, excited about it. But I do wanted to ask you, I do want to ask you, you mentioned the Lakers. What are the Lakers going to do in this offseason? You said, Anthony Davis, you're on notice. What is, what is AD going to do? What's LeBron going to do? What is Ham going to do? What's Palinka going to do? Is the roster going to stay intact? I, I, I definitely got an opinion. I certainly want to hear your opinion on what are the Lakers going to do to match up or to even improve on their lot in this next season coming forward? Great question. I'd like to believe that the team we ended the season with is a solid championship caliber team minus a few pieces. Do not go around tinkering everything that they that they done last time. So I believe this time, definitely D-Lo needs to go. All right, we need someone. We need a player. We need a point guard. We need someone that's going to be able to give us that juice. And so when they get rid of D-Lo, and find us a piece that can help help LeBron take the rest. You know, let let LeBron balled out. So we know he wants to play. He gave us everything we can ask a 38-year-old to do. That is stuff that AD was supposed to show up for. So we need to be able to compensate for that. If LeBron has that off night or he needs to take the time off. D'Lo fell. Our point guard fell. We need that magic piece uh, where he can get those assists. Uh, a player that's going to be able to play defense, that player that can also get us at least averaging 18 to 20 points uh, passing. So I, I want us to get a nice, solid point guard. The CP3 thing looks good on paper, but it was 11 years ago when we, went, when we wanted to get on last night. Thanks a lot, David Stern. Uh, so what, what do I look at? I look at the Trey Youngs, maybe the Van Fleeks. I, I'm looking, what I'm saying, what I'm looking for is a point guard that has the defensive prowess, but offensive that's going to still strike some intimidation. Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets showed us what a two-headed monster can do. We have a two-headed monster. 
and and in the words of, of of Dennis Green, we knew who they were, and we didn't do what we had to do. I mean, so we had to crown them, but we had that. We had that. And so if we find a way to level up, we got to keep Hachimura. We got to keep Austin Reeves, AD. He is who he is. I still think he kind of came up, and he he, he uh, almost redeemed himself enough uh, this postseason with his health-wise. Now it's a matter of, can you, can you tap into your inner dog? For Joker to be a European player, he has some dog in him. Like, he's no softy. That dude gets down with it. And so that's that piece I want AD. And I almost want to start putting AD almost in that Giannis, Giannis uh, category. Hey, bro, what you going to do? Who you going to beat? And that's why I say he's on watch. So from a Lakers standpoint this year, don't gut and go with no Kyrie or no high money uh, uh, a player. I believe our answer is in that point guard who can facilitate. Uh, we saw what AR-15 was able to do, but it's a top-tier uh, ball handler that can take that pressure off. I think that's. I think we're only a couple pieces away. Okay. 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 Uh, man, that's a good take. But and I agree with the point guard is our weakest position that has to be addressed. But I want to talk about something that we talked about in the thread. I want LeBron to be able to relinquish and give and, and facilitate to Austin. Let Austin Reeves be the point man, the point guy. Let everything, let him initiate. He's a sound decision maker. He doesn't turn the ball over much. He's, he's good for the end ones. Steve, uh, I might. Steve, are we picking you up? No, actually, he doesn't come on. He, we, they can't hear him. Oh, okay. They can only hear us. He's going to have to cut that part then. I, I, I didn't know. I'm here. I'm like, oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So you go back for your top. Sorry. Yeah. So I agree with your take. Um, I believe LeBron has to relinquish the the alpha, but I don't believe that's in his DNA. So I would like him to say, let everything start, let everything be initiated by Austin Reeves from bring the ball up, initiating the offense. That's what I would like to do. Whether we get a point guard or not, that's number one. He needs to be re-signed. That's number one A, one B. Flip those if you will. Um, Lonnie Walker. I'm gonna. I want Lonnie Walker back. I want Rui Archimor back. D'Lo. I I can do without. Van Vliet. Okay. If we can't do Chris Paul, Chris Paul is 38 years old. Uh, and he breaks down in the postseason. Man, I get that. But I like his style. If we can get that, as you say, 11 years ago, Chris Paul, great. So that would be in the form of Van Vliet or somebody like that. I need a dog, but what I want is a Derek Fisher incarnate. That's what I want. And that's a Van Vliet who will knock down a three, who will drive on you, who will dunk on you if he, if he, if he could. And so that's, that's what we need, and that's our biggest hole right now. So I agree with that that point. D'Lo can go. I have a funny feeling he ain't gonna go. I have a funny feeling that uh, Schroeder is not gonna go. I have a funny feeling that they're just gonna run it back. And I'm not too terribly upset with that because you get ham with this roster as constructed an off season, a summer camp, a, a preseason, and 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 give me 82 games. Uh, we're we're gonna be okay. But it still hasn't answered. Can they match up against Denver? You talk about the two-headed monster in Jamal and Joker. Can we? 
and Ham is a defensive specialist, can we match up with them? I believe we can because it takes time. It takes time to build your chemistry on defense, come up with a scheme that everybody buys in. And so when you don't have a core together and they've only been together for maybe 10 to 20 games to go up against a team that has had seasons together, you're outmatched. They were outmatched talent-wise and as just just chemistry and communication. Those were our biggest flaws when we went up against uh, uh, Denver as the Lakers were trying and they were competing and losing, I think, a total of 12 points as of the four games as a differentiation, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but, bruh, I'm okay if they do nothing, but we need to do something. And I just don't know that magic answer. I don't have that magic answer. Yeah, I'm with you. They, I still would like to believe we could have won one or two games. That's the I. That's why tinkering the roster is a little frustrating right now because you don't know how good we really are. Uh, did we just run out of steam? Were we tired? We were an eight seed, uh, a seven seed. We had to go through a lot just to get back in that position. And so the question is, who are we? Who are we now? Are we top four in the West? Are we top four in the league? Uh, because that allows us to say how much tinkering do we need to do. I love your point of maybe we already have our talent. If Austin becomes the point, who can dis- who who's already gained the trust of LeBron? And so maybe we already have it, but they only know that if they go through a training camp, as you stated, to gain that trust. Um, I just don't want us to be so good that we can't get there, but, you know, uh, it's so bad we can't get there, but so good you don't want to mess with. Uh, because right now, Denver is in that sweet spot. I think they are the team to beat in the West, dare I say, because I think Golden State is reloading and has lost their general manager. Phoenix Suns looks great on paper, but they're about to lose Chris Paul, and they're getting a new head coach. Memphis, uh, they don't know who they are anymore. What's going to happen with Los Angeles? Uh, these injuries between Kawhi and PG. So I like to think that we are top four in the West, as is. And and our record from the All-Star game, our defense, our, our offense, I mean, we are one of the best teams in the league. So that's what makes it so tantalizing to say, wow, what do we really have? Do we want to tinker? Definitely don't blow it all the way up. So it, it'd be interesting. Not Do not want to be in the shoes of Rob at this stage. But uh, I'm encouraged what we have. I'm not disappointed by our season. Uh, to be 2-10, and 10, I'm, I'm a believer in him. So great job overall from a Laker perspective uh, to even think that we made it to the Western Conference Finals and lose to the eventual champions of the league. I have no concerns about how our season went. Okay, so let's wrap up the NBA as the NBA is over, but there's still one hanging, hanging, a hangnail. There's one thing hanging over the league, and that is John Morant and what the league is going to do with him. I, I, I have a take, and we talked about it before, but I expected some, to hear something today or yesterday, now that the NBA is over, what do you think is going to happen to John Morant? And you may want to give the, our fans a little background on where we're at and what, the, where we're, what we're talking about. Man, what do I think they will, what do I think they should? That's a good question. I think they should, I think they should suspend him for the year. Yeah, I said it. The whole year. Let's put him and any other uh, player on notice 
who do not understand the magnitude nor the platform they represent. And if they have an identity crisis between they want to be part of the streets or they want to be part of the, the court. Because enough is enough. Our nation already is underneath enough challenges with uh, gun violence and these mass shootings that we want to glorify guns from our NBA players. If you want that part of your lifestyle, go have it. This is a land of the free, home of the brave, right to bear arms. Do what you want to do. You just don't need to wear my uniform to do it. Uh, and I would like Adam Silver to say, hey, great job, Memphis, the first time you tried to handle this. Unfortunately, you were unsuccessful. This is now in the league of the NBA. We will find, we will find him and we will suspend him for a full season. That's what I would like to see. That's what I like. What I think, I think they'll at least find him. I think they will at least find and suspend him for, for a minimum half the season, at least 42 uh, games that will disqualify him for any postseason awards. That will also pretty much sink Memphis Grizzlies as a franchise for being able to do anything this year from a, a playoff or even contention. Uh, I just don't want to be in a situation where they make him the martyr. And at the end of the season, all right, look what John Morant and the team were able to do. He was suspended for half the season, yet they were able. I don't want that narrative. I don't want to hear his name anymore. He was a menace to the league. He was a menace in the city of Memphis to hear some of the things he had done uh, off the court. Uh, it's just he, he has not learned his lesson until you start messing with his pocketbook. And on the heels of that, I believe the NBA should have, and any of these leagues should have a moral clause. Uh, when, you, when you're not um, representing the standards and discipline of a citizen and an ambassador for your respective league. But that's me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think the suspension is inevitable and a fine is inevitable. I think they're going to happen. Uh, I, I am more concerned about what they do for recovery. The person. John Morant, not the NBA baller that we are known to love and respect. John Morant, the man. Clearly, there is something wrong. I think we need to identify what is wrong to be able to correct what is wrong. Image problem, self-image, uh, how he looks, how he feels, what he, what does he represent, who his community is. Uh, and I say all that because... What is John? Maybe 22 years old? 22, 23. And, and he's can be the face of the NBA. And I believe the NBA is invested in him because there's no LeBron is almost done. Who will be able to take this league forward? So on the court and for his athleticism and his style of play and what he brings to the NBA dollars, I think they need to invest into Ja and helping him fix whatever is wrong. So, yes, I don't like what he did in showing guns and displaying himself. I don't like him representing himself that way because I believe there's more to life, right? There's just more and you're a, 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 a star, but we really don't know these guys, right? We really don't know any of them. Maybe this is who he really is or maybe this is who he wants to be. But clearly, it's not, as you say, it morally for the NBA and for imaging, it's not what they want to be the face of or be identified with anybody who is going to be brandishing guns at a nightclub or uh, laissez-faire like on any uh, social media. So having said all that, 
I did want him initially, I wanted him to be suspended for, for one year, but now that I've had a chance to settle down, simmer down, cool down, I'm a dad also. Uh, I have nephews, you, like a brother to me, and he's a black man, uh, maybe caught up. I still believe in second, third, fourth, fifth chances like the good Lord has given me over the time. I just want them to be able to mediate and remediate and or be able to fix him, help him get the help he needs. And that's what I think the NBA is responsible for. Not just suspend, not just fine, and then discard him, help him, help John Morant. That's what I would like. Okay, but what is the suspension? You said not a full season, so what do you recommend? I'm with you on treatment. I, and I'm with you on not discarding. He can take a year, be suspended, and still have treatment through that 12 months and then come back and still undergo treatment uh, for, for healing. But what is your timeline? What is it that that you think they will do as far as uh, a time? What's the recommended suspension time? So what was it? Eight games this last time. And it's going to be more than that. Um, I, I think a year is too much. So for, I think his name is Miles Bridges, domestic violence. He got 30 games by Adam Silver, uh, and that's the most he's given out. I believe this is going to be more than those 30 games. I think a year is too much, but it's going to be more than 30 games. You, you said half a season. That's cool. Uh, his pockets have already been hit. We're talking about endorsements, off-the-court endorsements, it, where most of them are making most of their money. He's already been hit there. So uh, I believe he'll get at least half a season. That's what I believe. Uh, here's what I want, Tell, is to, uh, we talked about getting him counseling, remediation, whatever. But the punishment needs to be so severe that next time he'll be banished from the league. That's what I want. So. I don't know what it's going to take to get that across. I don't know. I don't know the psychology of job. I don't know the psychology of any, even the NBA. But I do believe some sit down, some hard discussions are being made or have been had, and they're waiting for the season to be over. Well, now the season is over. I believe they're ready to act. I believe that the Basketball Players Association is also part of this uh, decision-making. So everybody will buy in. Ja himself will have to at some point own up to this is not good. Clearly, he, 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 he apologized before. We thought it was sincere. We thought, okay, he's got it. Message received, and he was going to be a better person only to have this happen again. And it was a slap in the face of Adam Silver and everybody who believed in the first time. So uh, that was embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the league and for John Moran. So that's going to have to be okay the next time we're not going to accept no apology and we're not going to accept no excuse that it was a toy gun this time that he was brandishing no no they thought it was a no 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 we're not accepting any of that image moral clause violation of that image and what we're trying to be perceived and how we're trying to still get kids to buy into the image and he has a lot of followers on social media it should be severe enough that it doesn't happen again and or you're suspended from the league forever. I don't know if I answered your question, sir, but it's me rattling. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you answered it. You answered it. I'm just, I'm just interested in how they how they pursue. I think this is an opportunity to. We talk about the casual fans. Yeah. Uh, you can keep or lose the casual fan right here. Right. Uh, we talk about the power of Bird and Magic Johnson in the '80s, late '70s, early '80s, saving the NBA. Uh, where uh, so this is another opportunity where Adam Silver. I believe has a very, very big decision on his hand on how he saves the NBA. Uh, because if you're not able to effectively handle uh, player conduct, then we already talked about the NBA is a player's league. So it's great that the NBA uh, so uh, Players Association is involved in this. But if you don't handle this the right way, the players will run them up. Uh, yeah. And so I think that's why it's very important how he does this and how they still show we do care about our player but we also uh, care about the image of the NBA uh, and what Michael Jordan is able to do as he continued to put the NBA at a higher level, what LeBron was able to do. So if, if job, which I don't believe, I don't believe he'll be the face of the NBA now. I mean, this is a very, very uh, dark spot. Um, now he didn't hurt anyone, but we remember Kobe when he had his infraction, that kind of put that ding on his record. Uh, they they put that thing on his record so long, even after as he's about to retire, they started bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan's thing was not even the gambling. I mean, they, they 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 tried to bring it at him, but he never gambled on the game. He took his time off, uh, went to play baseball, came back, and won some more championships. Uh, you know, Magic Johnson never had a ding on his record. Uh, he had the an untimely. Uh, you know, he got infected with HIV virus. So when we start looking at the face of the franchise, they're not absolved from any wrongdoings or some uh, uh, negative public press, but what they've done as a character other than LeBron. I cannot think of anything LeBron has done off the court that has dinged him and his legacy as a man and as a ball player. I just don't see John Morant having an opportunity now with this very dark time uh, that's placed him in a situation where uh, he's facing a suspension of any length due to yeah. disciplinary situation off the court. I believe he can get past this, and I believe the NBA can get past this, and it will, because the NBA is bigger than any one person or commissioner. Uh, this is on Adam Silver's watch, and he, being a player's commissioner, he's going to do the right thing. And I, I, and I like Adam, so uh, he'll, he'll do the right thing. Um, well, bruh, we're at the end already. Uh, golly, time sure flies. I'm glad you were able to join us when you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be here, brother. You know, I still got, you know, I still got jet lag on me, but I knew, <laughs> I knew I was going to leave you hanging, bruh. I'm going to come, you know, I'm still sporting the LA hat. I'm still in the mix. I'm here, baby. I love you too, man. Never leave your wingman. And you did leave me. I appreciate that. I got a couple of takes, man, as we close this up. El Paso's on a national map. It's just things aren't big. We're not promoting those student athletes to those athletes. So I hear how you're doing on the, the athletic side. How about the academics? I call it, and it's a championship mindset. And like I said, you got the number one, you got the, the athlete has to have the will to work. Then they got to show up and put in the work. Third thing is you got to have parents. And then the fourth thing, you got to have parents as willing to invest. You know, like 
whether it be financially, their time, because before she was able to drive, we together five, six days a week, and she wasn't driving herself. Yeah. You know, that's parents having to bring you, you know, when we go into tournaments and she go into whatever, parents having to put up, you know, the stuff like that. They're talking to me about past and stuff like that. And it just gave me this sense of pride in my city because it's like they know who we are, you know? We go to national tournaments and it's like people call us the Texas girls, me and Nani. We're the Texas girls. We're back. I want to uh, Theo Matthews, uh, for a lot of you don't know, he's uh, in our background. He helps us with our social media. Um, just recently had a significant operation, uh, heart issues, and we're just saying, taking it to the house, we're thinking about you, sir. And we are praying for a speedy recovery for you. And uh, listen to the doctors, listen to, to sound advice. And uh, you got to take care of my niece and you got to take care of my nephew. Okay. So uh, we love you, Theo. Get well soon. My last take, Major Terry Hoover, Major Terry Hoover, recently promoted to major, got a chance to go to Germany, pin those oak leaves on her. And we want to just say uh, congratulations to you. Well-deserved. It was earned and not given. And being in a male-dominated career, how you're uh, pressing forward, uh, you made me proud, your, your family proud, and we're behind you 100%. And only God knows and you know uh, your future, but we're with you, uh, we got you, and congratulations again. And that's me taking it to the house, and I'm out. Hey, love the shout out, Unc. I, I will add to that to Jeremy Brian Hoover II, also known as JB. Congratulations on graduating from high school, uh, a remarkable high school career. You dominated on that football field there at El Segundo High School, and now you're off to start this journey at San Jose State uh, as the eldest male in the G3 of HHB. I want to say congrats. I love you. Uh, it's been awesome celebrating with you this last weekend, and I look forward to great things. I want to say kudos to your mother and your father, Jeremy uh, 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 Hoover the first, or we just say Jerems, and then Carolina Hoover. Thank you all for raising an outstanding young man and a citizen. Uh, you all have done great things in the lives of your children, and to have that first one leave the nest uh what a remarkable thing you've all done so it's been great and so the land of us celebrating all within hhb uh you know terry jb and best lucks and wishes and definitely our prayers for our social media content manager theo we love you guys uh but as we stated we're back and we're having this exciting summer we'll be with everyone on our social media uh, facebook twitter holla at us if you can if not we'll out some hot content for you guys but we love you all take care dr steve mcherbin the third take it to the house is out